0: Welcome to Kelly Drye's Full Spectrum podcast, bringing together thought leaders in the technology, media, and telecommunications industries to discuss legal issues that are expected to impact today's organizations and tomorrow's marketplace. Kelly Drye Full Spectrum is produced twice monthly, and show notes are available at www.kellydryefullspectrum.com. For more in-depth commentary, head to our blog, comlawmonitor.com. All links are in the show notes. This podcast is produced by the Kelly Dry Communications Practice Group. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to Kelly Dry and Warren's podcast series, the Kelly Dry Full Spectrum. We're here today. I'm Steve Augustino with the communications group of Kelly Dry and Warren. I'm joined with my colleague, um, special counsel, Denise Smith. Hi,
1: Denise. Hi, Steve.
0: Thank you for joining us. Today's topic is one that is a very common topic on all of our social media activities, our podcasts, our blog, our webinars the Federal Universal Service Fund. Specifically today, we're going to talk about what's on the horizon for USF contributor audits. And uh, I'm going to allow Denise to talk through this a little bit. You and I have been working a lot of contributor audits as we've gone through this. So Tell us uh, but what the topic is and why we're going to be uh, going through this today.
1: Right. Uh, today, we're going to be focusing on what we anticipate will be four upcoming trends in universal service fund contributor audits. You know, Steve, you and I are very active in the space. We are regularly representing clients in USF audits. And what many people may be aware of is that the Government Accountability Office released a report earlier this year That report focused on the Lifeline program, but tucked away in that report was a quite significant discussion of USF contributor audits. While the lifeline aspect of that report received a lot of attention, it appears that very little attention and very little coverage has been given to the discussion of the contributor audits. So that's why we're here today. We want to make sure that people are aware of that report and particularly of what we anticipate will be trends in USF contributor audits resulting from that report.
0: Absolutely. You know, it was interesting because that was a very thick report and it did get a lot of attention, as you mentioned. But kind of about halfway, three quarters through that, the GAO takes a complete left turn off of Lifeline and starts talking about contributions. And it really goes through a number of major things that we want to highlight here, kind of outside of the regular course of business. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I want to talk about, though, is, the, um, is this, one of the suggestions in the GAO report was that USAC needs to do more Lifeline audit, or more, sorry, I did it again myself, more contributor audits. Um, And to look at this, you kind of have to look through the lens of the contribution factor. One of the broad trends in universal service has been that revenues, interstate revenues, have been declining while the expenditures of the fund have either been the same or have been increasing. That has led to a constant upward pressure on the USF contribution factor. In fact, we just got word uh, predicting that the contribution factor for the first quarter of next year could be almost 20%, just a touch under 20%, which is shocking to me. So what those previous audits that we've seen have been um, seeking revenue, or at least seeking to identify areas where USAC believed that there would be a underreporting of revenues, either because it's a particular subject matter, a type of service that wasn't covered, or a particular area that was maybe new to universal service. So you and I, we've been through a lot of audits right. where we were dealing with, uh, you know, a focus on international revenues, mm-hmm. right, or a focus on prepaid calling card revenues, or the, you know, the uh, conferencing industry. Shortly after they got brought into the fund, right. but this is different. So what did you, what did the GAO say was wrong with what USAC was doing?
1: Right. Um, What the GAO report did was it seemed to criticize the past scope of use at contributor audits as being insufficient to capture an appropriately broad range of contributors. And what I found really interesting is that the report provided some numbers regarding these contributor audits. So they noted that despite the fact that there are several thousand contributors filing and reporting revenues each year, USAC conducted only 74 contributor audits from the period of 2010 to 2015 – Just, you know, throw a few numbers at you, not too many, but of those 74 audits, only one was of the top 10 contributors, and only two of the top 30 contributors were audited. And the GAO report found that those 74 audits covered only a small fraction of the carrier revenues that were subject to USF. So that goes back to your point that these audits are, in some respects, designed to sort of capture revenues that might be subject to USF.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I mean, 74, right? And the, these are very resource-intensive audits. You know that, right? There are a lot of them that are done. Um, they, a lot of effort is put into it. It takes nine months to a year, sometimes more than a year, to complete these audits. So, um, you know, my first question really is, how is it then that USACs can going to actually do more audits? If they've been doing a dozen a year now, mm-hmm. they can't suddenly do 50 a year,
1: Right. I think what we've seen, what I've seen in audits and I think what you've seen is an increasing use of third-party auditors. You know, this is not new in the beneficiary audit side. USAC has been using third-party auditors for beneficiary audits, but we are increasingly seeing it on the contributor side. So I think this is how USAC plans to increase the number of audits that it conducts each year is by bringing in these third-party auditors.
0: Right. And we've seen a couple of those. So what's the major difference? between a one conducted by USAC internally or one by a third
1: party. Mm-hmm. Thus far, what I've seen is a, really a difference in procedures. The third-party auditors seem to be a little more expansive in their procedures. They have a little more, uh, they go through a little more procedures than what I've seen with the USAC audits. You know, frankly, I haven't done enough of them. They haven't been enough of the, the uh, third-party audits at this point to determine if we're going to see a difference in the substance or the content of what they cover in their audits. But right now, I'd say the biggest difference is in the procedure.
0: Yeah, we would hope there. Wasn't a, a significant substantive yeah. difference, right? <laughs> but um, well, so the other part of the report was that USAC should potentially be targeting this more towards the larger contributors, right. right? Which is a you know a big warning sign for those entities out there that are significant contributors to the fund. They may be used to audits on the beneficiary side, um, you know, for their e-rate services or what have you, but. Now we're talking about very significant audits, mm-hmm. and I think ones that could be exponentially more complex with so many more right. revenues, so many more billing systems, right? right? right. I mean, that, that could be very, very difficult to complete.
1: No, I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, okay. All right, so let's move on to the second,
0: then, recommendation that comes out of the GAO audit. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think the second trend that we will see is that the scope of audits may expand to include truth and in billing. Um, you know, anyone who has undergone a USF contributor audit, they know that these audits typically focus on how the revenues are reported, how they're classified, how they're, you know, how they show up on the 499A. In contrast, truth in billing refers to the commission's rules that, you know, among other things, they require carriers to ensure that their telephone bills are clear and not misleading. The GAO report suggested that USAC should include truth in billing compliance review in its USF contributor audits. Right, right. Well, we
0: see that a little bit, right? USAC always asks for sample bills to test whether USF is being passed through and whether there's more being passed through. But this would be more than that?
1: Well, No, no let me, let me uh, clarify. It, it, USAC would not expand its audits to address other factors related to, to uh, truth in billing. They would be focusing on the billing of USF pass-throughs. Okay. I certainly hope not because, I mean, it's
0: not USAC's job to right. implement the FCC's policy on all these other consumer protection issues exactly. and things like that. Okay. Exactly. All right. So, so we'll you know, be watching that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the takeaway really is make sure that your bills are in order right. uh, before the audits start. Right. Exactly. Okay. So the third area that was noted in the GAO report deals with those, um, those substantive areas that may not be so clear. Uh, we know that USAC's not allowed to make policy. Uh, right. It says it in the rules. Uh, we have disputes many times as to whether or not in practice they're actually making policy, but they're not allowed to do that. So the process is that they seek guidance from the FCC on those policy areas. And they have asked for for guidance many, many times. Mm-hmm. There are several of these referrals out there. They address very significant types of issues, common uh, types of revenues or services that are being provided, And potentially very large dollar amounts. The problem has been that those guidance requests don't get a lot of response from the FCC. So I can think of several that have been pending for six, eight years or so and still not resolved.
1: Right. No, I I definitely agree. Um, I think the uh, What's interesting is that the GAO report certainly pushed the FCC and recommended that the FCC resolve those outstanding requests for guidance and provide that guidance. I think the GAO was concerned that USAC may be missing issues when it conducts these audits because it doesn't have that clear decision from the FCC.
0: I would say – it it would be certainly be welcome if the fcc were to address these issues they are as i said major issues we've been waiting for them right. um it's been a difficult challenge for us to advise clients when they're dealing with a certain service and we said well there's been a pending guidance request on this so we can't tell you for sure how you're supposed to handle that
1: right right, right.
0: so what happens so, so let's say the fcc finally does this right Hooray. All right. Mm -hmm. We're all happy, right? Right. Problem solved. Right, Denise?
1: (laughs) If if only it were that simple. You know, I think one of the big issues is going to be whether or not these decisions are going to be prospective only or if they will also apply retroactively. You know, of course, if they apply retroactively, you sort of have two considerations. One is, will the FCC be revising its rule on the uh, allowing only one year to make a downward revision on the 499A report filing? but i think the bigger issue will be that you know is it fair to apply these decisions retroactively we may have companies that have made decisions based on how the industry or the markets are doing how they're handling certain reporting or treatment of of services and if the fcc makes a decision that now subjects a service to USF contribution and applies it retroactively those carriers have you know essentially have no way to collect those contributions from their customers
0: right yeah i mean you you can't go back a couple months let alone several years and say oh by the way here's a new bill that's right 15 16 17% of what we charged you before exactly right that's not that's not possible. No, really.
1: that that's not going to work. <laughs> okay, all right. So our
0: fourth topic is is enforcement, right, Denise? It's yes, another favorite it, of ours.
1: It is enforcement. Um, yeah, you know, I think the uh, GAO report highlighted an issue or potential what it considered to be a potential issue regarding the referral of matters to the FCC enforcement bureau. And just to back up, you know, in addition to the monetary impacts of an audit, audited companies can also be subject to enforcement action by the FCC. And the way this works is that USAC will make a referral to the Enforcement Bureau.
0: Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, so this is something we worry about and, mm-hmm. and going through the audit. So, So they complete the audit and they say, all right, you should have reported X. Mm-hmm. But they potentially then also... Inform the FCC that the company didn't do something properly. Correct, here, right? Correct. So they've always, in that sense, there have always been referrals. So what's really different now?
1: Right. The GAO report highlighted what it considered to be somewhat of a disconnect or a misunderstanding between USAC and the FCC regarding what constituted a referral. What we saw, what the GAO report noted, was that USAC would send over information, which was essentially a list of custo- a list of carriers that it had audited, and USAC thought that there were some issues that the FCC may want to look at.
0: Yeah. Um, like the contribution recovery part. Exactly. Because I, I know the FCC specifically said to USAC there, you can't, you can't enforce that, you can't direct them to. Exactly. So refer, if you think a company has over-collected USF, refer that to the FCC. Right,
1: right. Right. Certainly, that's a big one.
0: Right. So that's just been a list of carriers?
1: Yeah. You know, from the GAO report, it suggests that USAC was sending over a list of carriers that it thought the FCC may want to take a closer look at.
0: Right, right. So mm-hmm. what, what more, if, if USAC implements this recommendation, right, what more do you expect Then we'll start to see in those types of referrals?
1: I think what we'll see in those referrals is more substantive information. that The GAO report highlighted that USAC sent over lists, list, but the FCC was expecting USAC to send over more comprehensive information, sort of pinpointing the exact issues that USAC had spotted and thought might be subject to enforcement. So I think what we're going to see going forward is USAC sending over these more detailed lists um, of what it considers to be items that the Enforcement Bureau should take a closer look at.
0: Right, right. Okay. Do you think that that means that there's going to be more of these referrals?
1: I don't think there'll necessarily be more referrals. I think they'll be more comprehensive. And as a result, we'll see the Enforcement Bureau taking action on them.
0: Okay. So there, there might be more LOIs coming out of these referrals. Exactly.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Okay. Which is more work for us? All yeah, right. it is indeed. <laughs> unfortunately, for yeah. for carriers, yes. Yeah. yeah, bad news for bad news for carriers. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. but that's interesting because, like I said, we've always expected referrals and and right. always been concerned about that. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess you know, but what you know, what do the companies do in those types of instances? Like, um, how can we? best help them? I guess Mm -hmm. it's probably before the audit, really, right? Certainly,
1: certainly. You know, as we've noted that, you know, in our prior podcast on Universal Service Fund Contribution Audits is really the best defense is a strong offense.
0: Right. That makes sense. No, I, 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 you, you get prepped ahead of time and you're ready to go. <laughs> right, okay. exactly. All right. Well, so that's been our topic today. I mean, those are all very interesting things. Um, we will see how these play out in the next couple of months. We will give an update again when we do our annual webinar on the Federal Universal Service Fund, which is usually in March uh, sometime, so look for that. In the meantime, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for following Kelly Dry. Um, we are continue to be here ready to address any questions and trends that happen in the industry. And we thank you for joining us. Please stay tuned and keep following us. Thank you. The views and ideas expressed on this program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or ideas held by Kelly Dry and Warren LLP, its staff, or management.